Mario. <laughs> what are we just saying to each other the entire episode? This is a musical episode of Haunted or Hoax. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be like every single TV series in the early 2000s with that one musical number. Yeah. We'll either be like really upbeat and happy or it'll be like the one from Grey's Anatomy that they did How to Save Your Life, their theme song, which was really sad. I never really saw sad. a single episode of Grey's Anatomy. Really? I really? stopped watching after they killed off spoiler alert for people who are probably just now binging this tv series but i stopped watching after that and now i apparently i think meredith gray is leaving so the show should be over but apparently it's not oh i What's... thought it was ever i don't think so i thought like they were ending the entire series this year oh maybe i don't know i see i haven't been keeping up with it not enough ghosts once they realize the hospital's haunted then we'll be back in yes oh my god if they have a haunted hospital episode i'd watch that speaking of yeah this is Hunter this Hoax. Is Hunter Hoax. <laughs> and I'm Kristen. And I'm Jennifer. And we're and talking about a haunted hospital today. Yes, we are. We're talking about a haunted hospital, not in wherever they're from. I think it's Seattle. Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. We're in Texas. And we're talking about the White Sanitarium, not the sanatorium, which is what Google tra- kept trying to correct it to. The is there a difference? I don't know, but it was really bothering me that I kept saying, do you mean white sanatorium? I was like, no, I mean the sanitarium. Thank you very much. You don't know everything, Google, unless it was correct and maybe you needed to say yes. I don't think so. I found plenty of websites that said sanitarium. Did they have useful information? Uh, We'll see. Well, tell me about it. All right, let's see. So I didn't get a lot of... And by a lot of, I mean any (laughs) specific, really, people names of who could be haunting this place. Mm -hmm. It's just said that throughout the decades, like, locals have, like, heard a lot of versions of the same stories that the sanitarium allegedly allowed patients to smoke inside, as many places did at the time that it was, I guess in working order witnesses have said that they've seen glowing ends of cigarette butts floating through the air these ghost cigarettes are most commonly seen around the card table accompanied by shadows of strange men the card games are popular among patients so the ghosts of the patients are probably enjoying themselves in the afterlife according to the austinghosts.com I don't know why you would be smoking in the afterlife, but everyone loves those spirit butts. Isn't there an American spirit uh, brand mm. of cigarettes? So yeah, I guess that's yours, their is, brand. yours is funnier. Well, it's I kind of paused. It got away from me. So that was no, that was good. That was good. Um, I was trying to think of something. Spirit butts was as good as I got. <laughs> that's, a, that's good too. I mean, they like, it would freak me out if I saw just like cigarette butts floating through the air, almost like mostly because like, oh, don't hit me. Like, I don't want to be burned, you know? It also seems like a little bit of a fire hazard, but. Honestly, but I mean, I guess for me as a ghost, I guess it doesn't matter because you're already dead, but I would like to live a healthier afterlife than <laughs> smoking as a ghost that's just me but you know whatever they can enjoy themselves yeah if you're already dead like would you partake in things that are bad for you afterward because it's not gonna like kill affect you. you yeah i don't know i'll wait to do to do like 
shrooms and stuff until after I'm dead. Gotcha. I mean, that seems fair. Once you're dead, all bets are off. Do all the cocaine you want. All the Um, cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Many have seen the ghost of a woman dressed in all white roaming the halls. She is also often appearing in the windows. Drivers and passerby claim to have seen her on multiple occasions. There's no real, like, backstory to her. She's just a woman in white. Mm. This means, like, a woman in white as in, like, nurse outfit, patient outfit. Couldn't tell you. There's not a lot of detail. Various apparitions of patients are are also common. Witnesses have said they have clearly mentally ill and deranged apparitions appear to them and they're always wearing a hospital gown they say quite a few patients died at the sanitarium due to experimental procedures like lobotomies and electroshock therapy and these are probably the apparitions of the ghosts of the dead subjects Mm -hmm. so other phenomenon are lights on through windows of the building when there hasn't been power in over 50 years at the time these people witness the lights at the windows um i don't believe that's the case anymore at the time austin ghost wrote this the building hadn't had running water or electricity in those 50 years yet witnesses have heard running water flowing through the basement pipes when they entered the basement there have been sightings of orbs disembodied voices of children cold spots and the feeling of being watched in 2008 A group of paranormal investigators, along with a TV reporter, decided to dive into White Sanitarium. They went with all their gear, and they said that within minutes of entering, the entire team's electronics went down. One expert says, according to Austin Ghosts, that spirits feed off electrical fields, which we already know. They recorded EVPs through most of the night, and that's where they got most of their evidence. I was able to find some of these on a article from 106.3 The Buzz, which is a radio station. The Buzz. Yeah. I like I like that. I don't mm-hmm. listen to a lot of radio anymore, but I like how they're named like The Buzz. I don't know. If I had a radio show, what would it be? I, I like that. 106.3 The Haunt. <laughs> the not... Boo. The Boo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> they um, also are the ones that report the cold spots and strong gusts of air. In the library, especially, the crew has strong EVP readings, despite there not being any children present. The crew heard childlike voices, which were picked up on the audio recorder, and which something was particularly funny to me, an old bicycle horn was also heard chiming in the library. How would that even make sense? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But they said an old bicycle horn. Like, was there somebody outside, like, riding by on their bicycle and you just happened to hear it? I don't I don't know where that fits into any of this. Maybe no. a patient really liked their bicycle horn. I don't know. And the the crew also reported a strong feeling of being watched and a general sense of heaviness and unease while in the building, which I feel like kind of makes sense given what it was. And, you know, you're going into an abandoned, at that time, abandoned place. Mm -hmm. You're going to kind of feel kind of eerie. And you're going to hear noises. Exactly. I did find this one review on TripAdvisor. 
from 2015. And it was, is it really haunted by Joe R? And he said, this review is easy. Why? I live there. Yes, really. He kind of gives a little bit of background on the place. And he lives there because his father-in-law, Gilbert, and his wife, Kay, uh, bought it and turned it into, like, apartments. Like, Mm -hmm. private apartments. And... He said, now, is it really haunted? Yes, but not in the evil spirit sort of way. Everyone who lives here has heard the voice of a young woman, we guess mid-20s, calling out, hello. I even heard that voice outside once. We used to hear children laughing as if playing together. In Christmas of 2014, we bought presents for them and put them under the tree with the rest, opened them last, and left them out for the kids. We have not heard them since. However, odd things still turn turn up missing for days at a time to be found later where they should have been. The most recent was a remote control for a radio that went missing for two days and then reappeared right where it had been before. One of the paranormal TV shows did an investigation here several years ago and did find significant activity on the second floor, but again, nothing evil. Now, I've seen this mentioned a little bit, like a few times Apparently, ghost hunters went to this place, but I cannot find, like, the wiki nothing on their oh time here. So, I don't know if it was, like, a really old episode and it's just not in the archives anymore or what have you, um, but I can't find anything. I saw somewhere mention it was ghost hunters, but, again, it could be one of a shoot-off ghost mm-hmm. investigation TV show, um, and that might be misrepresented. Uh, but this person lived here in 2015 and said that it is haunted, but nothing evil. I did find a few videos from the 2008 investigation team that was mentioned in the Buzz article, and they have provided some videos. Not all of them were very interesting. Um, there was one EVP and then some orb slash movement videos that I thought were okay. The one that I'm going to show you first, they claim that there were no bugs. So at the time of filming. In the abandoned? Yep. Okay. Yep. And in this video, which I'll link in our show notes, you have to kind of skip past their long, really long intro writing intro to about 44 seconds and you're gonna like look at the left hand kind of corner this wall for most of it they do point out that there are going to be several flashes in the video that are them shooting off cameras but they do claim that there are no bugs flying around it can't be explained by bugs or dust that's a bug yeah uh <laughs> especially if you guys watch this video there's one instance where it's like one at one minute and 43 seconds in where it like shoots downward and then it goes back up and kind of goes straight back down it's very um obvious that it's a moth it's very obvious like the way that it's flying around it's obvious that it's a moth to me that is a bug. Yeah. 
like even when you watch it it flies erratically like a bug does yeah so that was that and this is their this is just like one example of their evp video uh, i don't hear we're here to help you with that one that almost sound like a cat but i could kind of see what they're saying with my name is michael Ooh, but if I heard that while I was in like <laughs> yeah. a dark abandoned building, that would be the end of it. Yeah, that I would be like noping out of there. But Snaps is like meowing in the background and it sounds so similar. <laughs> it was Snaps all along. <laughs> you could hear her from across the country. Let me get to the last one. Grandma, he hurt me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I just I'm sorry, I just listened to that one back. The grandma he hurt me is very sad, but then the horn that comes in right afterwards like ruins any seriousness. It's like its own jump scare. Is that a bird? They say it's a horn. And they say Ron and they say it says Ronald right after that. Ronald McDonald is haunting this place. Riding around on his bicycle. It sound kind. Of, it sounded kind of like a cloud horn. Just, I mean, that's all very interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I appreciate that they had all the EVPs. Yeah, and I liked how they had them broken down. Yeah, there were some of them I didn't hear quite what they were saying that they heard. Mm-hmm. That my name is Michael sounds like a cat. Yeah, uh, I think that the ones that are more compelling are the. We're here to help you. Mm-hmm. And it does sound like a child's voice right before this horn. <laughs> uh, right before the horn. It does kind of sound like a, a, a child talking. Uh, I, but, I didn't hear that, but it might be like there's a lot going on with that. Yeah, part. there's not. It's not very. It's not well. Um, Like isolated. There's a lot yes. of other noises. Which I think that they did on purpose because they don't want to be accused of like over editing. Yeah. Which I appreciate, but also you can isolate a little bit more. We're not going to accuse you of being totally fake if you're going to just clean it up a little bit. But um, they oh, were the ones. Definitely... Sorry. Go ahead. You can definitely hear grandma. Yeah. I don't know. He hurt me, but you can definitely hear like a little boy say grandma. Yeah. That's sad. It is sad. I mean, I don't know. I didn't really read any history about this place, so I'm not sure if children were even in this place. But if they were, then that's really sad for them to just be lingering and wanting their grandma. It's still interesting, though. I like the. It was nice and organized. I appreciate that. Yes, I did really like how their their whole video was was organized and and uh, very thorough. This was six years ago that was uploaded. It is Trip Online. I'll put the links in the show notes so people can kind of watch for and listen for themselves. Um, but that's really all I have. Hmm. Uh, this place isn't a place where you can go and take tours or anything because it is a private residence, I believe now, um, or it was at the time of like everybody doing TripAdvisor reviews. Um Mostly people just said that they heard a lot of rumors when they were teenagers, they would be dared to go in, you know, that sort of thing. 
but nothing super concrete, like no names of like, oh, I heard Elsa on floor three will like scratch you or something. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing specific. It's just generally there's patients there that are still haunting the place and Mm -hmm. playing cards and smoking cigarettes. Well, I can tell you a little bit about it when we get back from our break. All right, let's do it. Do you love a good ghost story, tales of the paranormal, and sightings of the unexplained? If so, the Paranormal Exposed podcast is right up your alley. Join me every Wednesday as I guide you through a new spooky episode. Listen in as I give you the spooky stories and the facts to back them up, or poke a few holes in their stories. Whether you are a skeptic or a believer, this is a great way to explore and to expose the paranormal. We're back. Here we are. We're here with all the juicy details. Juicy like raisins. (laughs) (laughs) Juicy like prunes. Prunes are kind of actually juicy though. Those were the most popular item when I worked on the cruise. If we didn't put out prunes with the yogurt in the morning, people would be pissed. Really? Mm-hmm. My mom really likes prunes. I'm not that big of a fan. I like plums. Plums are great. Prunes, not so much. No. Uh, not so much like the amount of information I have. Oh, no. It's all right, though. Well, we lied. <laughs> it's because I said something about it, and I assume that since it was a sanitarium, there was going to be a lot of information, but I guess not. Damn. Luckily, I get a, I got some from newspaper sources, which is nice oh. and reliable. Good. Um, but to be honest, I couldn't really find a lot of information from non-paranormal resources. Interesting. So, I like in my stance, I automatically kind of discredit paranormal resources unless they cite their sources because I feel like it's very easy to embellish stories to fit your narrative true so unless I see your sources I'm not gonna give credence to what you're saying yes just to be as abrasive as possible about my stance no I think that's (laughs) fair I think that's totally fair you can say whatever you want on the internet Mm -hmm. so you have to have some sort of like boundary and caliber of what you take as fact and you don't so so based on newspaper clippings uh wichita falls times has an article detailing the formal opening of dr white's sanitarium on july 8th 1926 wow like kind of old not in comparison to the rams Inn, but older it was pretty small though in comparison to like other sanitariums that we've covered it only had 30 rooms wow it was pretty tiny according to austin ghost which I also questioned the reliability because their white sanitarium page had a picture of an asylum that was actually from Milwaukee as the main image. So I don't really know. I can say that they're, I can say that their um, paranormal stuff that they linked got me to the YouTube pages. The YouTube well, I'm glad that it stuff, worked out so. in your favor. <laughs> so I, I know those. <laughs> I know those were were legit. I don't know about anything else. (laughs) Their one credited source from the image took me to where it was an asylum from Milwaukee. So I was like, well, that doesn't bode well for the rest of their information. (laughs) But they claim that the White Sanitarium was modeled after the Austin State Hospital. 
and that Dr. White aimed to deinstitutionalize mental health care and wanted to provide the mentally ill with a pleasant place to live, which kind of corroborates with the articles that I'm about to read to you. Um, He wanted to remove the weight of being in an insane asylum from the backs of his patients, hoping to make it easier for them to recover. It was meant to be more like a... Yeah, it was meant to be more like a residence instead of an institution, and they provided activities, so like playing pool, stuff like that. They had a living room, a library, a card table. They were allowed to kind of wander the halls. It was a little bit more casual instead of sterile like a hospital. Yeah. As you stated, it did practice, which isn't like unheard of at the time, so it was very popular, lobotomies and electroshock therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call those a crazy experiments. It was pretty standard practice at the time. Right. It was considered normal if you were at a certain level where they thought lobotomies would be helpful to you to receive a lobotomy. Same with electroshock therapy. Like they weren't just like, oh, well, let's like crack open this skull and see what happens. Right. right. Some, some institutions definitely, but I wouldn't say that this one was like that just based on the articles that I've read. But just out of pure curiosity, in case you were wondering, lobotomies have a 14% fatality rate. Really? Mm-hmm. That didn't stop that one guy from performing like 3,400 of them. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> he was be a little over the top. Overzealous. He let it get to his head. <laughs> really tried to drill in the point. Um, I'm stopping. But if you think about 14% of the 30 beds that were there, place was open from like 1920 to 1950 i don't imagine that there were very many people receiving lobotomies like regularly right Right. electroshock therapy the fatality rate is 2.1 percent okay so pretty low yeah and like we just mentioned off while we were on our break they do do forms of electric shock therapy even today you can even get a stimulus a brain stimulant device that you can use at home i was recommended to use it while i was in therapy it was something that they recommended that i could use at my own house i didn't do it but it's sort of like a tens unit but a little bit different um Mm -hmm. so it's still something that's used in mental health today yeah this article is from cambridge university from 2001 And it says mortality associated with ECT treatments was 3.08 per 10,000 treatments. Wow. Yeah. So. So, and obviously like that's today's treatments. That's not what it was like back in the day. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure like that's been trial and error as well. Right. Right. Um, But just to give you a little bit of information, background, the article that I found, it caught my eye because on the left side, it said, stop, look, listen, or you may be taken to the new sanitarium. Oh, my God. So a lot of articles from 1926 when the sanitarium opened had really cute, like, wishing you the best to the new sanitarium. We're excited to see, like, where this goes. Congratulations to Dr. White. Like, everybody in the area, local Most businesses... Supportive. We're very excited about this new facility. Mm-hmm. It was like supposed to be state of the art, very modern. So at the top, you'll see the picture of the sanitarium as it stood on the opening. Right. And it says it's a cordial invitation for everybody in Wichita Falls and North Texas to come and check out the new sanitarium. Okay. 
It was built for the treatment of nervous and mental disorders, fireproof, modern in construction and equipment. Uh, it says an special feature is the home-like care and individualized treatment. North Texas is rapidly advancing to a prominent position in the Texas medical world, and it is to meet the requirements of an ever-growing section that this new sanitarium has been built. And then the stop, look, and listen advertisement on the left is from a railroad that is saying, <laughs> don't cross railroad tracks without looking, and congratulations to the new sanitarium. Wow, thanks. <laughs> it kind of sounds like you're saying, stop, look, and listen, and so we're going to snatch you off the street and take you to the sanitarium. <laughs> don't act crazy, or we'll haul you off. <laughs> like, when you said stop, look, listen, or you'll be taken to the sanitarium, it for some reason, that Super Bowl 2B commercial <laughs> with the bunnies, like taking people out of their homes and like putting them in rabbit holes. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> they just they just walked into you, you having breakfast and slowly just led you to, to the sanitarium. To this Casa del Sanitarium. Yeah. I also love how there's a big advertisement for bare aspirin right in the middle of it. Yes. It's a great article. It's solid. So, according to Austin Ghost, Dr. White only ran the sanitarium for five years before an illness required him to retire. Mm. It stayed open under different directors until the 1950s, and then a major storm hit the area and caused heavy flooding, damaging the building and closing it for good. Mm. Dr. White died in 1942, and I have a clipping of that as well. He was in charge of the state hospital from 1922 to 1925. And then about a year later, he began operating the Dr. White Sanitarium. When Dr. W.J. Pollard of Wichita Falls State Hospital was informed of his pass- of Dr. White's passing, he stated that Dr. White was one of the best-known specialists in the Southwest. He was well-known and highly regarded and respected by Wichitaians. Hmm. Regarded as an authority on treatment of the insane, Dr. White was the first was first assistant physician of the Terrell State Hospital and received its first patients after its opening July 1st, 1885. So the guy was practicing for, for a, a while. Time. Yeah. But like I said before, he seemed like very well regarded. Yeah, he wasn't like a he wasn't a quack. Mm-mm. And then basically it seems like it was converted. It was Abandoned for a long time and then converted to apartments. I don't have any like specific major happenings. There were like some nurses that died in a different Texas hospital recently, <laughs> but that's what was coming up. That and like uh, Waverly Sanitarium yeah. was coming up a lot, but I didn't have a lot on this place. Yeah, it kind of seems to me that this place would have a lot more residual happenings and like residual energy than something like traumatic because i mean it's still mental mentally ill patients and people that had a lot of issues so there could be some of that energy like in that space but the guy that you know wrote the review in 2015 he lived there and he he even said there was nothing evil Mm -hmm. they had some experiences but it was nothing that they thought like they should be scared of so Mm -hmm. This place is also randomly called Hotel California, I guess, because like the patient's, you know, spirits have lingered and it was also like on California Street or something, supposedly. Mm-hmm. 
but I think that's a very random name. You could kind of like call any haunted hotel, Hotel California. I think it was just like a little bit of like a catchy thing to spread a spread ghost tales and rumors about. I think it is neat. Like, I mean, obviously the hype is going to get bigger when you have an abandoned insane asylum. Yes. In your hometown. Yeah. And like, it's going to be the place to go as a teenager, just like Hell's Church was the place to go for us. Right. And like the stories are going to get hyped up. I do think that it's neat how he kind of took a less clinical approach yeah. to treatment. Like it kind of bodes well for him. He kept it small. 30 beds is like pretty small for a hospital. Right. And there's no, re- there's like no reported articles or anything about it being overcrowded. So he mm-hmm. really kept it to like a very simple like simple place he wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to just like stuff people in for like government money and he wasn't trying to um over medicate them it seems it kind of like he was a very like almost holistic approach to Mm -hmm. it but still i mean neat i wouldn't say that it's a hoax but i wouldn't say that this place is like dripping with hauntings yeah no i mean especially with uh, i do give some credence to uh some of the evps the orbs were bugs. Those are bugs. <laughs> but some of the EVPs are really interesting. And I do think that like that can lean towards, like I said, some just residual hauntings. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the kids come into play. Mm-mm. I don't know if children were allowed to be there. It kind of seems like an adult place, like an adult patient care facility. But we don't know that for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't have any age ranges, but I mean, for nervous and mental disorders, I feel like if you had a child that was born with exceptionalities at that time, like in the 20s or 30s or even 40s, you might have ended up putting them there. True. So, I mean, there could have been a children's ward and we just don't know 100%. So, I mean, I'm not going to say it's, yeah, like I'm not going to say it's a hoax. I definitely think that a place like this would have some sort of energy that's lingering. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think that anybody needs to be afraid. And I think it's very cool that they turned it into apartments. So yeah, that's how you reuse and recycle in today's world, especially old buildings. You don't have to tear them down. You just need to update them. As long as they're not decrepit and filled with bugs. Yes. And as long as their roofs work. But we're not pointing fingers. Where are we going to next? <laughs> <laughs> let's not break any ndas uh we're going to la right yeah we're going to california the real hotel no we're not no we're not going to the hotel (laughs) no hotel no hotel this time but we are going to um california which is gonna be really fun we haven't done Mm -hmm. a california one in a while so well what's your sage moment my sage moment is i took a mental health day on friday It was very needed. I had a very stressful week at work. I took a mental health day and rested and just was able to relax and it did wonders. So I'm here to remind people that even if it's just the end of February, times are tough. And if you need a mental health day, take it. Truth. And take as many naps as you need on that mental health day. Take all the naps and take naps after work. People are like, it's five o'clock. Why are you napping? Why do you care? Why are you not? Why are you not? Take all the naps you want. Nap. Nap indulgently in 2023. Grandma was like, oh, Jen, for whatever reason, I'm taking naps now. And I was like, why weren't you taking naps before? And she said, 
what? And I said, I nap all the time. (laughs) I constantly take naps. I'm the queen of naps. Once a day. And she was like, do you really? I said, yeah. It's like, it's not going to be like a full hibernation. I'll probably be asleep for 30 minutes, but I will feel better afterwards. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a little boost. Yeah. That's it. That's it. What's your sage moment? A newspaper article. Oh, it's a good one. I'm excited. (laughs) You should be. (laughs) So this is an advertisement that I found from... I think this is from 1942. These girls are happy because... No, 1930. <laughs> 1936. Okay. So this is an article, and it shows an image of three different women with quotes. <laughs> you want to read the first one, Kristen? Yes, it's from Ethel. She's 31. She said, No wonder Jim grew indifferent. I was careless about perspiration odor from under things i use lux now jim is devoted and i'm the happiest of wives (laughs) she looks happy mary 25 says our personnel manager said i lost a promotion because i neglected daintiness now i avoid press perspiration odor from under things with lux have a better job oh my god (laughs) oh god Beth, 18, says, I don't know why I wasn't popular until I read a Lux ad about perspiration odor from under things. I take no more chances. Use Lux. Have lots of friends. Your your friends care about your underwear so much. <laughs> so much so you need to use Lux or this you're not like going to have any friends. A deodorant for your underwear. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It. I couldn't. I couldn't not. Because of those quotes. It was so good. These pictures that go with it. Very Stepford. Yes. I love how it's like a, like, is you're supposed to sing with it. Like, these girls are happy because Lux. Sprinkle some in your underwear. You get a job. Your husband will love you. And you'll have lots of friends. (laughs) Uh, Why don't we have that today? I think we do. Do we? I wash my underwear. I don't use special powders. What is that? Isn't that a... I was seeing a lot of ad- advertisements for a while about it. It started with like... an L. Loomy? Loom? No, oh, I don't know. Their slogan is like deodorant for everywhere. Oh. Like they like really like stare into your soul. <laughs> uh, well, that's a good laugh. It's good to know that women have to go through things at all eras. <laughs> it was just, it was ridiculous. That's... That's what I have for you. I also, in the same article, it has a listing of um, the easy self-serving grocery store. And you could get a 10-pound cloth bag of sugar for 49 cents. Wow. That's a deal. a pound of Folgers coffee for 29 cents. Damn. It does not tell me how much eggs are, though. So I can't make an egg comment. New potatoes are three cents a pound but it doesn't tell me how much old potatoes are what about what about barely barely pubescent potatoes i could not with you just then (laughs) i was like well where is she going with this what about what about youth potatoes youth potatoes yeah they're not new they're not babies they're not new they're not old they're youth on gold Potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought gold potatoes. 
<laughs> How much is milk? Did they all are all drinking cow milk? It doesn't say anything about milk. It does say Crisco. The ideal shortening for a three pound pail is forty nine cents. What wow. a life, man! Love it. A pound of butter, twenty five cents. Living the dream. You were also getting paid like five dollars a week. Unless you weren't using the Lux deodorant and then you weren't getting paid anything at all because right. your bits smelled bad. And you're you're not getting that promotion. No. No daintiness. Mm-mm. <laughs> Why was your manager, you know, never mind. <laughs> it's like, how do they smell it? <laughs> oh, how close? Where, like, were they short? Were you sitting? Were they still? What's going on? Explain to me. What, what did you have to do to get this promotion in the first place? Oh, man. All right. Well, that's all, folks. All right. Well, yeah. So, you know, let us know your theories and we'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. As always, we love getting suggestions from you guys. Be sure to send us your recommendations of stories to cover, locations to visit, ghost tours to go on, and all that good stuff. You can send it to hauntedorhoaxpod at gmail.com or DM us on social. Yeah, you can find all of our links to social as well as episodes and blogs on our website, hauntedorhoax.com. And if you feel like helping us out, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or just drop us a few stars on Spotify. Bye. Bye.